knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Warning, trusting the trail might create an interesting relationship. Hey, 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 everybody, this is You Know Who, and with me today is the only man in the history of Aquaclips that requires a pocket protector for his Aquaclip, Carl Mandrill. <laughs> Carl, it's plastic. You don't need a pocket protector. Never say die with the Aquaclip, right? Never say die. I'm going to beat that horse until there's nothing <laughs> left, man. With me today is a man who doesn't trust Adam's. Because they make up everything. <laughs> yes. You're struggling today. Trust you sh- issues. You are struggling today. <laughs> I'm going to just love you str- no matter what. Struggling every day. <laughs> Let's be honest here. That's true. I'm just glad I'm a part of this to carry you. You know what I mean? That's good. We're going to sort of be talking about some trust issues today. And this isn't like, you know, the trust fall where you kind of fall back into somebody's arms. We've mm. got some serious trust on the trail today. Because why? Because why? Because we are trusting the trail and talking with trusting the trail podcasters today. That's what we're doing. Right. This is this might be the first in the history of podcasting where two podcasts are simultaneously recording and taking producing over their own episodes. Taking yeah. over. Let me yeah. I wonder if we did the trust fall. Like I would try to catch you, but I don't know if I could hold you up. I think you're just too big. Because why? Because I'm too maybe, too strong. Maybe you're just too burly. You know, like you just crush mm. me anyway. Probably. But you could trust me to break your fall. I'll tell you that much. I don't think I would trust your grip strength to hold me. That has nothing to do with it, but <laughs> we'll, we'll continue on. Uh, right. Carl, today is brought to us by Summit Strength. Are you guys planning a trip overseas? Are you planning a long trail trip and you want to get in shape? You want to find a way to be tip top, tippity top on the trail? Check out summitstrength.com.au. Contact Rowan. Get some more information. Today is going to, we're going to get a lot out of today. I really am excited for everybody to hear this episode. For sure. And I know that there's folks out there that already listen to Trust the Trail podcast. They listen to all sorts of different outdoors based podcasts. So hopefully this will be fun for them. They did. Now they were the ones that sort of hosted the audio. And so they were able to release their episode a few weeks back. So if you've already heard this from their podcast, you I think it's worth if you want to if you want to skip ahead a little bit, it's fine. But um, we definitely have our own twist on it for sure. And I more aggressively edit things, and then we're gonna have our reaction to kind of what they said as well. So this was recorded a few weeks ago. 
And yeah, I think it went really well, actually way better than I expected because we didn't, you know, who knows how it's going to be when you're used to kind of your own style and suddenly you're thrust in with four people that are all used to kind of talking with their own pace. But do you agree? Pretty good. True. Yeah, I think I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think everybody handled it perfectly. I think the key is that they have great senses of humor. I think if they did not, this would have been awkward. I would have forced it out them, Carl, but you're right. They did, they did roll with the punches and they had a lot of fun. All right. Well, before we get to that, I do have a Bible Bible verse for the episode. Nice. Psalm 13.5. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. So Derek, the Lord is the most important one to trust. Indeed. Who or what is second place for you? Ooh, on the trail or in life? Just in life. Oh boy. Or on the trail, either one. I feel like I need to uh, either trust that that uh, counterpart, if you have one, or I'd say you need to trust yourself to do mm. what's right uh, in general, in, in a lot of ways. So Trust yourself. I'd say either your spouse or your, your significant okay. other. You want to be able to trust them, obviously. And if you don't have one of those, then you got to be able to trust yourself. Gotcha. Or you're going to be making some pretty big mistakes. Right. Okay. So, gotcha. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That, that's good. That was very craftily said. The way you, you like that? phrase that. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not gonna. I could give him your answer, which was, you know, trust your dog. Which really that, <laughs> it's not really that deep, you know. What I mean? Man's so. best friend. Yeah, that's not where I was going with that. Actually, yeah. If you're talking about if you're talking about on the trail, yeah, I would say equal members of our group would have equal trust for me, just because like we've been through so much together. I would I would have full faith in everybody to you know in in a moment of crisis, I guess. Mm, Lord number one and then on the trail yeah the crew the crew guys anyway so um, we keep on bringing up this this idea of trust because obviously their episode or their uh, podcast is called trust the trail and and we dug into that title a little bit so here is a dual podcast recording welcome everybody we got four of us on the podcast at once combo we got trust the trail backpacking and blisters how's everybody doing we are awesome thank you guys so much for uh reaching out i think this is going to be a blast uh this i've got to say this is our first collab with another backpacking podcast right um i love it man i mean this is awesome i feel like after this podcast it's almost mandatory we get out and go backpacking then together. Scott, Scott, that'd be awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> this is our first one too. And also with this is Ariane. You're you're there too, right? I am. Okay. Before we jump in today, I gotta ask a question. Your your title, trust the trail. Does the trail talk to you? Um, <laughs> this is how Carl starts every episode. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yes, it does talk to us. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in a, in a way, you know, if you listen carefully, it can kind of tell you uh, definitely what's kind of going on. Um, we we kind of tend to think that planning and preparing uh, a really good trip uh, before you go, you don't have to necessarily uh, uh, listen to everything the trail does. You should kind of already know what's going to happen. But Right. Yeah, Trust Trail kind of came in existence uh, for us anyway when we are taking people on their first backpacking trip, and they were literally 
packing everything in their pack. Right. And I'm like, you, you, you just can't pack for everything. And it's, you know, at at some point in time, you're just going to have to trust the trail. And that's kind of like how that whole gig started. It became kind of a term of endearment for new backpackers when they were going out there. And, uh, you know, we would just see enormous, enormous packs. And, uh, you know, at this point, Ariana and I don't, we hardly even take anything anymore. So that's kind of like how, where that thing came from. Gotcha. I mean, are you guys like foraging for berries or what, what, what's going on? <laughs> How do you take it? Cause I, I think you tell, you say people aren't trusting the trail there. It sounds like they're just trusting themselves, which in my case, I know for sure in Carl's case, like I would not want to trust myself early on in the beginning to, to think that I had everything. Right. So, um, I, you, you lean towards like, let me just think, I don't know. Like I would just try to do everything myself and then you end up doing too much and then you have a, not as fun of a trip in my opinion you know what i mean so yeah so i'm just thinking about when you're saying to the folks you're taking with you you know trust the trail is the phrase or the statement you say right before that like put that down or put that back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well (laughs) in in, in many cases yes we have like physically taken items from other people uh, really and said no you're not going to need this trust us on this one uh, okay, so okay. yes, we, ha- we have done that in a few, uh, rare circumstances. Ariane, Ariane, what, let me ask you a question. Let's say Carl goes on a trip with you guys and three, four miles in, you see that he, he leaves, he often will drop like a drink, like a Ziploc bag of drink mix on the trail. Mm. And then he keeps walking and Ariane picks us up. What do you say to Carl? Nothing, nothing. Nothing. You don't, say, I don't anything? say anything. No, because I'm waiting for. I, I'm gonna wait for him to search high and low, and then get yes. really, really frustrated yes. that he can't find it, and Ugh. then. And then I'm going to drop the bomb on him. Yeah. Magical. <laughs> and then they can go back and get it. <laughs> you guys need to come on a trip. Oh my God. I wish I had the, I wish I had the self-control to do that because I will get it. And the next junction, I'm like, look what I found, Carl. You know, and I just like right. rub it in his face. I have the, uh, there is a lot of power in silence. You've got to learn that. I, I, I agree with you, but mastering it is another thing. So right. And speaking of self-control, Derek, I think you're jumping ahead of ourselves here. With the, you're, you're already providing scenarios. We got we got to get to the the meaty part. Is I have an ocean full. I believe that. Well, you you threw out an invite, an invite accepted. It sounds like you you two would be a lot of fun to to go backpacking with. So yeah, we you know the thing is is that you know, we don't get out there enough anymore. But we uh, we absolutely just just love it, man. Hey, I think I think we should jump into to what we want this episode to, to be about, and so. Derek and I love to throw, you know, experiences we've had, scenarios at each other. How should we handle this? How should have we handled this? And so I think we all sort of came prepared with one such scenario just to kind of get some feedback, some insight and wisdom from each other as far as, you know, like how to handle situations in the trail. And yeah, so it should be fun to talk about. Yeah, who wants to go first? Well, I'll I'll shoot first. So we had a scenario in our recent... uh, Recent uh, backpacking trip where we had a uh, we had a person uh, completely uh, emotionally uh, break down uh, deep into the wilderness, and I mean deep into the wilderness. There was no there was no going back. You know, they were done. I mean, they were done, and it it was almost like uh, you know, what do you do? I mean, like how do you how do you talk that person off the ledge? And we had we had four more days to go. That person. 
off the ledge. I think that's the big key here is, is, is kind of what is your responsibility uh, to somebody that you're taking out and where does that line cross where you push them because they wanted it in the first place or allow them to, to remove themselves from the situation? So what would you guys do? Well, first of all, do you know what they're like, like, was it that the trip was too hard or were they dealing with deep seated emotional stuff that was kind of baggage? Personal stuff. Probably both. I would say. Okay. Gotcha. Well, Derek always knows the right answer. So Derek, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I feel none. I feel none. Um, I think when you, I, I don't know, if there's somebody on the trail and they're just like meltdown city, I think, <laughs> I think my, my first inclination, like they're physically okay though. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. Okay. So I think my first inclination is to just pull, maybe pull them aside or like, just, just try to connect with them. I think connecting with somebody who's emotionally freaking out is probably number one because if you don't somehow calm them down or connect with them in some way, then it's just it's nothing's going to get better in my opinion. So, I think I'll just try to talk to them, be an ear, let them let them vent out whatever they need to vent. Um, try to be calm and and provide them with options if they need it, or remind them that we're a group, we're a team. Um, if they're if they're a Christian, if they're spiritual, then let's pray together. Um, anything to calm them down, I think, is, is the first step I'd probably take with that. Well, that's that's kind of what we did. Um, in that case scenario that um, we we did not let them walk back because, you know, backpacking is hard, man. You know, yeah. it's not easy. And so right. um, you have to love the heart in it to, you know, building self-esteem. You've got to do esteemable things. Right. Quitting isn't going to build your self-esteem. And so right. we really try to encourage people on that level to say, look, it might suck right now, but it's going to get better. Right. Try to build right. on that and, and kind of feed that and remind them why they're here and right. remind them that right. they're here because it's hard. I mean, right. if it was easy, you'd be with like a million people right now. Right. right. And that, that's a good point. I think there's, I used to teach little kids how to swim and, and adults as well, but uh, I'd always remind them like, you are not, we learn a lot of the things that are, are valuable to us through frustration. Like, you know, you try it again and again and again, and you get frustrated and then eventually it just, you get it. And I think I would ask that person, like, you know, what, remind them, like, why did you come on the trip? Like, what, what did you want to get out of this trip? And if you want to get out to feel better internally, to grow in these ways, and you have to be willing to go through these difficult stages of this trip. That's just part of the part of the process. But we're here to do it together. Yeah, I, right. And I think, well, first of all, you're not really pulling any punches with this first narrative. This is a tough one for sure. Uh, my my gut reaction, honestly, was just leave them behind, though. I am not going backpacking with you. And, and then and oh. go and then go in a fetal position and cry yourself for about an hour trying to figure out right. what to do. No. Now you know. Now you know how much like uh, self control and patience I have to have on the trail right. this yeah. day. And then yeah, followed by the followed by the uninvite for the next trip. But first of all, I, yeah, it really depends on how deep you are. But I, I love what both of you said, and then. I will go so far as to carry pack weight just to get one foot in front of the other. I'll go so far True. as I, with a high school kid, I actually like kind of short roped him where I just strapped his pack sternum strap to the back of mine just to kind of pull him up the side of the mountain just to get just to get the feet going. But honestly, if I'm going with folks, and I know you're under kind of different circumstances, but if I'm not sure their capabilities or 
how well they'll be able to handle it. I, I might plan in some bailout points on the trip, just like, hey, if things aren't going well, we can kind of exit scene right here, you know, after mile, whatever. And so it doesn't always work out that way. Right. So right. the way that trails are set up wherever you're going doesn't always have that option. But if there is that option, I'm always, I've got that in the back of my mind. Yeah, you, but, you pretty uh, much nailed it. I mean, we gave the option to bail at a, at our bail point and uh, okay. we gave two bail point options uh, and, and let them come to their own decision whether or not they Perfect. wanted to keep going or not. Ultimately, it was on them. No one was forcing their hand. So it, it turned out it turned out beautifully. But those are that's a real life scenario. We, we've never, mm. ever had anybody bail out on one of our bailout, uh, I guess, junction trails. Right. Um, never. Now, do they bail out the first mile? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've had that before much more often than, you know, like you're eight miles or 12 miles in and, you know, here's the point of no return. It's going to take you another day to get back to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never had anybody bail because I think at that point they've already gotten rid of what their anxiety or their fear or uh, the reality of backpacking. <laughs> right. It's almost, yeah, if you can make it past the first mile, then things are looking good. I mean, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not perfect, but it sounds like, sounds like the person you're describing ended up making the four days. Is that correct? Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and she loved it. Okay, even better. That's great. Yeah, and the perseverance that she learned in that process, that's, yeah, it's gold right there. I'll vouch for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I learned that on the, my death hike. Just right. I didn't think I would actually physically make it. And then when you do, you feel so proud of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. All right. Do you want me to Derek, go next? Yeah, Derek, what's your scenario? Okay, so mine's in the same vein, but there's no, let's take that same thread. Like, let's say this is like a friend of a friend who comes and they don't have a mental breakdown, but let's say you're like day two deep into the woods, you know, maybe you're like 15 miles in there. You realize that this person just is a jerk. They're like insulting people. <laughs> They're not helpful. They have a bad attitude. And maybe they didn't display that initially, um, but once you got going, maybe they are having their own struggles or something i don't know but maybe they physically are fine but they're just they're just not helpful they're just kind of rude to everybody and they're kind of a jerk uh kind of a downer kind of a debbie downer yeah what do you how do you what would your advice or input be on something like that is this a hiking club or have they paid you guys to take them out uh no this let's no i'd say this is what what do you, I, i'd say this is not a friend of a friend so it's like they're not paying anything they're just like hey we're going on a trip it's four days we're in like mid midday two and there's other and people then, with you and let's say we have a group of like i don't know five or six and we do and then something happens and like he switches the he flips the switch and it's like whoa what is the deal like why are you being so lame to everybody you're you're gonna take that duct tape off yes. out of his <laughs> seal his mouth shut. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would tempting, I, tempting, 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 but it, not it, reality. It's kind of an impact statement. <laughs> <laughs> you do it in public so the other people can see. I, I retract yeah. that statement. Not tough love. Not tough love. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I would probably uh, just take them to the side and and uh, you know don't uh, don't bake sugar cookies. And say, look, you know, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. You I'm know, using that. I'm using I mean, either either do this for the group, or find your own way back to the car. And uh, that because yes. the problem is, is that you put by by doing that, 
when I ran uh, uh, the backpacking, we always had people that wanted to do their own thing and they didn't want to hike with the group. They didn't want to be a part of anything, but they, here they are with a group. Right. And so, you know, we had to kind of set boundaries early on and say, you hike as a group, you, you wait at every trail junction for the slowest person. Nobody goes ahead and that's it. And if they can't follow those simple rules, then they're probably going to put you and some other people possibly, you know, in danger. That's probably the guy right. that goes, you know, tries to take a selfie with a, a bear. You know, I mean, that point, <laughs> That'd be cool. I'd say yeah. go for it. But you know, um, yeah, I think I tried to do that with a moose. I think one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ariane actually mimed uh, a moose sighting one time when we we're uh, at Iroya, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I think you have to be. You have to. I think you have to be tough. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, I, I think, like that input. Yeah, I think they're tougher than us, Derek. Because I like. I, I'm trying to envision you or me saying, "Hey, look, get your act together, or go back to the car." Well, I think I think the person is going to kind of push you to that limit, though, because if you have somebody who's just like literally insulting people or putting people down, or they're just not helpful, and it's like day two or three of this, I think at some point, yeah, I'd just be like, "Look, dude, um, this is like a group event. Like, if you don't want to be part of the group, go back the other way. If you want to join us and be a bit more positive with the attitude, we're going that way, and okay. make, let them make up their own mind. I mean, that's yeah." I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll practice that on you. Okay. Do it. <laughs> I don't think it'll have the same effect. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. But Probably you, not. you do need to kind of uh, read the environment and read how you can relate to them a little bit more because w- without it, you're just you're equally as much you know kind of a joke. Right. You do have all the other individuals to kind of keep in mind, and when it starts affecting their hike and their experience, you know, right. you, you really need to remove the negative. Right. Well, Carl, I'll even say like, if it's a friend of a friend and you, I'm thinking of a couple of trips where we had friends of friends and you're like, yeah, these guys were not, you know, I think it's easier to do that personally. Oh, if you're not, if you're not emotionally tied to them is a. Yeah. 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 Just to be like, you know what I mean? Like, look, dude, uh, I don't know you, but stop being a punk. Uh, Ariane does it to me all the time. I don't know. (laughs) Expected. She she lays down a lot of me all the time. (laughs) Right. That sounds about right. I think at the end of the day, when you relate to individuals as, as, as it's kind of like pointing out what the issues are, I think most of us respectably would, would recognize maybe not accept it, but recognize it and kind of tone it down a little bit. If, if nothing, just to get through the trip. So good, good. Yeah. Good input. I think that that is noted. Good scenario, Derek. I like that one. Yeah. What do you got, Ariane? Yeah. Let's see. I want to hear your scenario. What do you, what do you, let's say you have, (laughs) (laughs) I'm already laughing. I'm already laughing. (laughs) Uh, You are hiking with somebody um, who has, it's high, uh, type one diabetes. Oh, medical. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. All right. And uh, you're prepared. Okay. You've done your research. So there's, you are fully aware of the situation that you're into. Okay. You have type one diabetes. Uh, they are physically moving through a very rapid, swift moving flooded river. Mm. Okay. And they lock up mm. because they are in extreme low situation. So what do you do? I mean, I know what I would do, but Carl, I'll let you take this one. I would, I would hopefully be more aware of how to handle type one diabetes, but I assume that if they're locked up, like they're going to need rescuing. There may be 
like a statue in the middle of this swift moving current or river, whatever you have going on. Is that accurate? Yeah. They're, they're not like, they're not locked up and then like the river's taking them, for example. No, you know, but you can see, you can see some, something right. might be able to happen. So you can see panic on the face. Okay. So my first thought is like, hey, Derek, go save them. Yeah, honestly, like balance for me, I'm not the most balanced person and I don't bring trekking poles just for river crossings. I probably should, but I actually use Derek's when we cross over something swifter. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, at this point you gotta, you know, depending upon the situation, you gotta, you gotta try to figure out the safest possible way to, to get them out of that situation. And if it's something where you can walk to them with a trekking pole, or maybe have a couple of folks walk to them with a trekking pole and then move them across or even carry them across, or if need be carry them on the back, on your back across, like I think you're willing to do that. But if this is a seriously fast moving current, you might have to set up a line, like use your, your parachute cord and set up like a safety line to, to kind of brace yourself before jumping into that situation. So we just did an episode on like all the different ways to use parachute cords. This is a new one right here. <laughs> so I would, yeah, whatever looked the safest possible way to get them out of the river is what I would do. And then if they needed, you know, a, a shot of sugar or whatever type one diabetes needs at that situation, then you kind of take care of them once they're, once they're safe. You would, you would reach in your bag for that drink mix and then Ariane would whip it out and be like, Oh, right. looking for this Carl. You looking for this? <laughs> right. That would be the most dramatic reveal. <laughs> so epic. So right. I Derek, like how you brought it together very like nicely. That? That's yeah. how I do that. That's Absolutely. how I do that. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always I'm mentally sewing through every episode. You know, <laughs> Derek, what would you do? What did I, what did I miss? What, what, what's, what's, I think I just go lifeguard mode. I used to be a lifeguard, so I think I just go lifeguard mode. I don't, and I guess what I mean by that is like how, sh- I mean, if they're, if they're, if it's a shallow river, that's obviously going to be a lot easier, but um, I don't know if it's like a flowing river and they're, they're moving, then yeah, I would try to like just go in there and get them and just drag them over to safety. If they're like, I've never seen a diabetes lock up. So I, I've never seen that happen. So I think, right. you know, whereas Carl Mike over there and like, here, grab this stick that I got. I'm like, dude, they can't grab the stick. They locked up, dude. What are you doing? Right. So <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, you know, I, if we're in a group, I'd say, you know, grab a buddy, like, Hey Carl, let's go just, you know, pick this person up and just get them across and do whatever we got to do. Get them out of the water, number one. Right. I mean, because, you know, those rivers are cold, man. You don't get hypothermia or something. Honestly, before Derek jumps in, I imagine he'd have some sort of like one-liner, like a movie one-liner, like, time to save the day again. And then like jump in. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, Probably, yeah. Probably. All right. So, what, did you have this happen? Is what was what was the outcome? Was yeah. The outcome? Wow. Uh, yeah, I've had that happen. Uh, uh, we had to, I had to go in, and uh, similar really? to what you guys are talking about, I could just see the horror on the face, and I knew it was uh, only a matter of time before she goes falling in. Uh, and it, it's one of those moments where you just kind of read the situation. Safety first. You got to make sure that you're secure. It wasn't right. an easy easy river crossing sure. is extremely slick baby steps i can't believe how slowly we crossed that river together but essentially yeah. i got in front of the current so if she was going oh. down i was gonna uh brace her fall the best yeah. i could and be able to at least pull us to safety so yeah wow. i mean these things happen yeah i mean and you really only have a you know moment's notice to be able to react to those things so right it was sure. um, it was fun and eventful, 
once uh, we were <laughs> safe to shore and uh, probably sat there for a good 45 minutes trying to recover. But yeah, I've, uh, it did happen. I just wanted to know how you guys would handle that. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've got good balance because that, that, I don't know if I could do that. Did she lose her Snickers bar? Like, what, how did she lock up? Like, what, <laughs> what, what's the deal? In, in this case in particular, it was uh, poor judgment uh, going into mm-hmm. a very uh, dicey situation that, yeah. uh, with low blood sugars and just thinking, right. you know, being. You're tougher. Yeah, be, thinking that you could do it and you're like, oh, it's fine. I don't want to slow down the group. Uh, right. let's, sure, sure, let's sure. just keep going. I don't want to be the one to hold you back. Yeah. Kind of I, I felt so. like that. Yeah. I felt like that before. I think yeah. we all have. Um, I think, yeah, I think Derek feels like that a lot, actually. I think um, that's yeah, probably, like that's a probably a huge thing where, where with all of us is always negotiating with the person that thinks they're going to slow down the entire group. Um, mm-hmm. it seems like there's always, uh, one person that feels that way. And that's just not true because everybody just hikes their own, their own pace. And right. a slow hiker doesn't mean you're a less effective hiker. It just means you walk slower. That's all it means. Right. But you know, it, there, it, it, it does seem to be very important to a lot of people. Um, I know for Ariane and I that we, we take out that that's very important for them to let the group know that, Hey, I'm a slow hiker. You know, I don't want to hold up the group. And, and that's just, you know, we always, you know, we always share that. That's just, that is just not true at all. Like Carl's not the slowest hiker when we're going downhill. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> will get up in front and that's, I always appreciate that. So I was going to say, Derek, you should take this advice to heart because this will make you feel better next time we're out backpacking. I feel fine, Carl. I feel okay. fine. Okay. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> We've had three sort of group dynamic scenarios here that, um, yeah, like I think are very real and very important, which I think, which brings me to my with the fourth and final scenario, which is absolutely different than, completely different than everything we've, we've heard so far. I've got, I've got a fashion question. This is going to be totally ridiculous. Gonna be totally yeah. <laughs> this is not, 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 it's kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. Do you kinda wear a bandana that matches your backpack? Okay. So this is, this is something that I think could also, it's kind of ridiculous, but could also go to, you know, how much weight you're carrying as well. So everybody's going to play the role of a fashion police here. Okay, so how many pack ornaments are too many? Like flare? You're talking about... So we talk about, you know, people have these things dangling off their pack, and it could be like a carabiner. It could be one of those compass thermometers. It could be the dangling water bottle that might be secured with an aqua clip. Ugh. Could, could be a whistle. Or it could be like with Derek. Sometimes he's got a stuffed animal with him. <laughs> Not true. Not true. <laughs> I decorate my pack like a Christmas tree, man. I color coordinate. I've got ornaments on there. I've got jink. I've got bells. I'm, I'm calling bull on that one. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The bear bell, too. I actually... If I was a fashion police, uh, if I was a fashion police backpacker, I would give everybody a ticket for anything that dangles off their backpack i have like carabiners clipped on to loops but that's it nothing hangs off nothing hangs off the pack okay so you're telling them put that stuff away if you see it dangling well you know i stopped i i used to have stuff dangling but it drove me nuts i mean and i would always hang it in the in the wrong place and i would hear like some kind of like bang or jingle or thump on every single step I took. And it just drove me nuts. So I just, I, I finally got rid of it at all. And yeah, I just, 
I don't dangle. So you So Scott, you would be a fashion police if somebody let you, but I, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Like I, I'm seeing your picture here. I see an old gray t-shirt. So I don't know if you would ever qualify uh, to be a backpack fashion police. Are you making fun of a gray t-shirt? I'm, I'm well, mine's like ripped, so I can't really say anything, but <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if we're going to be fashion police, how do you judge somebody on the flair though? You know, like that's, isn't it like almost like a personality thing though? Like some of the stuff on somebody's backpacks, like, I don't know, Carl has like little mental puzzles he attaches there and little, <laughs> little poem, little poems and things of encouragement. And, you know, I think I can. And I think I can. He has actually Is that the, on uh, the back of his backpack so I can like pike behind him and, and what's that? Get what's motivated? that little, yeah. There's like that little, you know, like if you saw Carl's backpack as a fashion police and Carl has like the little, I think I can, I think I can train attached to the backpack. <laughs> like, are you really going to make him pick that off? Like that's his motivation for like a lot of uphill stuff. You know, Honestly, I think that the carabiner or the carab- the string of carabiners is probably the heaviest of the items, right? So I've only ever told somebody not to bring those because I know that, that the, at least for what we were doing, they were going to become useless. And they just responded like, too bad, I'm bringing them. And so, so, so my attempt at fashion police failed. If you see somebody showing up to the trailhead and they got all these things dangling off of their pack, yeah, I guess, I guess, Ariane, what's your response to them? Are, are they allowed to bring them? Well, my response is, is that now you have me self-conscious because I didn't realize that fashion <laughs> was an issue on the trail. I know, right? We're, we're all... <laughs> Now just, we're all now, just with the pack ornaments. <laughs> questioning everything. We're all judging each other now. <laughs> thanks, Carl. Good question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks for uh, putting some in my head that shouldn't ever exist in there. I, I think the question is, 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 is why are they there? There has to be, there has to be a purpose for the use of them. Whether right. what, what if they're like a bend backwards, like, grab your water, or whatever the case is. I like that question because I think that there's people that are like the the what if people. Well, I mean, you know, I, I could, I, I might need this. It, something could happen. You know, like, what if what this happens? You know? And it's, right. Like, what if I need to repel? Do you know how to rope? No, I don't. But I might need to repel. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, th- I, I think we could all agree on this with the fashion uh, police, that if your gear looks clean and your carabiners look shiny, that's a weight penalty. That's a penalty in of itself. <laughs> but if your carabiners look chipped and rugged and and right. dirty, and if your backpack looks dirty, yeah, then I think you're you a bone on that yeah, one. Yeah, then I think you you're allowed to have a cup. You have you're allowed to have a few dangles. Yeah, but what if you're <laughs> kind of like Carl, who would take the carabiners and just rub them in the dirt before the trip to look <laughs> that way? You know, that's what I mean? a good it's, not, it's not legit. I'm gonna know? I'm gonna put them in a pack shakedown. And be like, did you really use those? Right. <laughs> did you, did you really use those? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Let's let's talk about those uh, uh those uh the bling on your on your backpack yeah. yeah i think that you guys are onto something with this is that yeah most of the time when people are, are putting all these attachments on they're they are legitimately what i call pack ornaments because it's meant to look like they have all these tools but for the most part they're not really usable like you talk about the compass thermometer like half those things are highly inaccurate right and they're just there just to kind of look like you got something cool going on but I will say the whistle, though, that's probably the one thing that I would I would keep personally. Because you well, fall down a lot. Right, right. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is that Ariana and I used to do some trail magic uh, about seven miles in from what? Appalachian Trail from Springer Mountain. We would do some trail mm-hmm. magic up at uh, Hickory okay. Flat Cemetery. And, you know, we'd see all these bright eyed new 
um, backpacks and everyone looks so clean and so pretty and they're right. so much there's so much excitement in their face but then we would follow some of them and then we'd meet them at trail days you know we'd all meet up with them and right. like they're dirty they don't care they stink they, right they get, you know they still look, yeah they still look you know cheery and and uh, they're, they're still full of excitement but man i mean it's like you can tell that they've been out there for a while i think you know the 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 um the fashion goes right out of their uh <laughs> they're out of their backpack right yeah right yeah for sure noted that's nice of you guys when you say trail magic you're talking about dropping off not 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 like a magic show in the backcountry no but that's a great idea thank Carl you tried that, that. i, I tried actually that. tried that a couple a couple summers ago i can I, juggle I, <laughs> can you really i've always wanted to learn that <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, I think I, I, I truly believe that people will come to their own conclusions if they if they're not using something, they will finally realize maybe six months down the road that Mm. why are these things here anyway? What am I using them for? And they'll probably, yeah, I'll probably minimize on their own. Let's hope so. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for playing along with that one. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> painful, painful, but we did it. Uh, we really appreciate you guys, uh, yeah. you know, uh, recording a podcast with us and letting us be on your show and absolutely and, uh, you guys on our show. And we really, really super appreciate you guys reaching out. Um, would love to go out with you guys anytime that you're available. Uh, would just love to hang out. Yeah. Likewise. This, this was great. Yeah. A, a plus for this, um, kind of co-podcasting this is yeah you guys were a lot of fun so thanks for thanks for carving out the time to do this really appreciate it absolutely thanks you guys all right derek good good stuff i'm proud of you i'm proud of you yeah Uh, proud of me for what just not blowing it you know i think it's just great you just kept it together so i'm proud of you Uh, i don't know i think i kind of threw him for a little loop there with the whole fashion police thing some of your jokes, uh, I, I thought it was going to derail, but then I think you barely kept it back on the track. So okay. I was, it was thank good. you, thank yeah, you. It was good. All right, I'm I'm actually pr- I'm I'm proud of you though because you actually oh. you, you made it. First of all, this is it's a rare time where we can record with others and you can actually like make the full session. And on you were time. only yeah you were only 15 yeah. minutes late. No, you weren't on time. You were 15 minutes late to the <laughs> due, due to some text reading issues. <laughs> Yeah, there were some text reading issues. There's always yeah. an issue with me. I am full of issues, and Carl puts up with me anyway. So thank you. Um, but it, I'm, I'm I, share was... the, I'm, I got to share what the text reading issue was. It was pretty okay, funny. Go so ahead. we set up a time. You agreed to the time. Thirty minutes. And I was before, ready. I was ready. Thirty at that minutes time. before I sent you a text, I said, "Okay, we're thirty minutes out." It's right, like sending you sending you a reminder text, and then thirty minutes after that, you responded with like, "Okay, so we're thirty minutes out now." Like assuming that the text had just come through. I was literally waiting at the correct time. And then I was in the other room, was just waiting. I got the text and it's like 30 minutes out. And I was like, um, wait, so they need 30 minutes. And then, and then I was just like, I don't get it. Why would they need extra minutes? And then, and then that 30 minutes went by and you're like, what happened after that? It was like, I was like, are we starting or did I text you or something? <laughs> Good story. I like I like your story. Pull it up. Uh, pull it up. <laughs> no, I we we kind of cut it in half, and I said like they like we're all ready. We're just waiting for you, and then you're like, oh, I can go right now, and then we we kind of figured it out. So anyway, net result is you made it, and I'm proud of you. I am okay. proud of myself. Finally, 
I think so it should be. Once in a yeah. while, it happens. Yeah. So what we like to do after we have interviews, or in this case, kind of a dual podcast, we just like to kind of reflect a little bit. Do you have any key takeaways from what we talked about? Uh, key takeaways? Yeah. I mean, there, uh, their scenarios were very intriguing, I thought. You know, you have... And they weren't even... Uh, they we were like really real scenarios. They, they, like, these are actual things they endured. These are legit. Yeah. That they experienced. And I was just like, you had somebody with a mental breakdown. You had somebody with diabetes having, you know, you saving them in the river. Right. And like... I, and we have never really talked about something that serious, but that's... I think because, you know, we clearly know all of our guys but if you're taking people you're not that familiar with um yeah like i never really thought about that stuff right you know so it was good it kind of like made me think on a different level which is important i think especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere so for sure i liked it i thought it was great okay yeah no i think yeah. that along the same lines um they've gone with a much bigger variety of folks than we have and they've dealt with many more issues than we have so i think my takeaway, I think we should probably stop complaining about the guys we go with. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they, you, I mean, I'd say that they are, Scott and Arion are very, I mean, beyond flexible compared to us. I mean, if you're taking those kinds of people, like, yeah, that you just don't know, it's so many unexpected factors along the way. Like, wow. I'm impressed. I was impressed, actually. No, for sure. And you know what? And, and part of the reason why they're with such a variety of folks, because they are legit guides. They've gone through all the training. And so, right. so they know what they're doing. They're prepared to handle different folks. So here's my question to you then, yeah. Derek. Would yeah. you be willing to go with kind of just that kind of variety? Just you never know what you're going to expect. You never know mm. what scenarios you're, you're going to encounter. Just a, a huge mix of people if they pay you to go. I feel like I need to trust the trail a little bit more before I do something like that. Mm. Um, okay. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that. Because I, I I think you got to okay. look at your reason for going, right? So if they enjoy, hey, let's take people out and give them these experiences and get them in love with the outdoors, That we need people like that. And that's amazing that they do that. I don't know if that's my passion, though. I think I'm more kind of into what we do. You know, like, let's get some close friends and bond and, and reconnect because we don't see each other that often. So I think, to me, that's where I'm passionate. So I, 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 I hats off to them because that's, that would be pretty tough for me. So along these lines of scenarios, we have, a, let's just say that we had a listener who's like, I just really want to go backpacking with Derek. Like, I don't really even care who else goes. And they're just like, I just want to go on a backpack trip with Derek. So what would be the minimum amount of money it would take to go with somebody, a total stranger, you have no background information? Uh, you think I can just be bought? Is that what you're saying? You think I'm just gonna sell out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really require anything. Really. I think. I don't think. You'd... I. I thought I was thinking like twenty bucks. <laughs> you know what? Buy me a burger. <laughs> we'll call it even. Okay. I don't really. I don't care about the money. Really. I think it's just more. You want right. good company. Like if you know. If I have a chance to. But that's the thing is is that when you're a guide like you don't know if you're gonna get good company it might be disaster time can i interview him am i able to talk to him on the phone at least and get a sense and i think that yeah that when you possible? when you start getting to know people and you have a conversation conversation on the phone you can tell general demeanor maybe but you're not really digging in digging in or really bonding at that point right uh yeah that's that's a good point yeah i it's such a gamble i mean if there's any way to connect or get a sense of who you're going with to me, that's important. I think I've just had too many experiences traveling around the world where if you go with the wrong person, um, it just ruins the trip. <clears throat> it's just not a good experience. And you want to, and right. I think I just, 
now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I, you know, it's not like I get to travel whenever, wherever I want. So when I do go do something like that, you want to go with somebody or people that are really going to enrich that experience. And so I, I really try to make that a priority. So. Okay. So like $25 then. Probably like 26. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. For, and I think. Well, I was going to say, do you, would you just require people to bring like, like an algae bottle? And they can come, <laughs> right. Or, or like if they have an aqua clip, they can't come. But an algae bottle, they're in. You know, we, you know, I don't, like they invited, they asked to go with us, uh, Scott and Ariane did. So that was pretty cool. We don't get a lot of folks ask, asking to go or trying to connect with us. So I thought that was cool. And so for, for yeah. me, people that just want to go on a backpacking trip like that, that's awesome. It makes me feel like, you know, especially if we can connect with them through the podcast, it makes me feel like we're doing something good to want to inspire people to want to go on a backpacking trip. But yeah, in terms of like having an actual stranger, like that you don't know at all come and, and guiding a trip, mm. um, I think I would need a little bit more training. And so I'd, I'd probably take some like courses and stuff. And I think that's, it just made me think about it. Cause I ended up talking with Scott a little bit more about the whole concept of, you know, guiding. And he made some suggestions about, you know, taking some kind of backcountry um, first aid classes that you need to have to be an official guide. And I thought, man, like, yeah, like I could be prepared in every which way, but you just never know who's going to turn up. Right. So I just think it's, so, so they're, I mean, those folks are used to going with all sorts of different people. So I'm, I'm impressed with their abilities and social skills and all that stuff. So, so they were very impressive in kind of our, our chat that we had. Yeah. That was amazing. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by John Browning. The 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Uh, I've got one tidbit for today. 
one right, tidbit, right. and I think you're going to like this one. I will allow yeah. it. So we've got a gentleman named yep. Doug who listened to like one of our newer episodes a few weeks back and then decided that he liked our podcast, so he wanted to go back to the beginning and has been listening since the beginning, and I think he's been listening at a pretty rapid rate. So, but he's like, mm. he kind of checks in with me mm. every once in a while. I was like, Hey, here's my reaction to like essentialitis or this or that. But you know, like we, <laughs> we haven't <laughs> recorded those for so long. I'm like trying to dig back. I'm like, Oh yeah, what are we talking about? Anyway. So he sent, he sent me a, a message actually just today and he yeah. told me that he's going to be going to Philmont in New Mexico with the scouts for a 10 day trip. And he is going to create his yeah. own Strider award. Nice. Nice. So he's going to hand it out on a daily basis for the purposes of keeping morale high. And yeah, so for those of you who never caught like one of our original episodes about how to win at backpacking, the Strider Award is something we award every year for whoever does or brings the most ridiculous thing. True. Uh, that's uh, Any predictions Any predictions as far as what his award might look like? Oh, wow. No, I have no idea. Did he give you a hint? Or he's still developing. I don't think he's made it yet, but I'm. I'm I would guess like a signed picture of you. Wow, that would be ideal. Obviously, um, maybe like a a bust sculpture of me or you, maybe something mm. like that. or a bobblehead. Kind of like a Heisman pose, which is what about Derek. a bobblehead Carl? I feel like that might suffice. Yeah, you know? there's a lot Do of those out that? there. Yeah. yeah. Probably. That's fair. Um, <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. That was cool. Um, anything else for you? Any more tidbits, or do you want to? That's my only tidbit for today. I thought I had more. I was wrong. Should we wrap that? Wrap that. You know what? I could I could just remind the females out there. Please send us your MP3s, like I mentioned last episode. We would love to hear from you. Yes, more the merrier. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening to our uh, dual podcast episode. That was a lot of fun. Shoot us a review if you can on your platform where you listen to your podcast. And remember, guys, if Carl says he trusts the trail, he's lying. He doesn't even trust his own deodorant. We'll see you next time. Guys, so you know, you know when Carl brought up the Bible verse, he's like, you know, who do you trust? Blah 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 blah. You know, uh, he doesn't trust his spouse. He doesn't trust me. He doesn't trust himself. He says to me, he's like, Derek, you have to trust your camera equipment and your clean socks. That's it. That's all he cares about. Camera equipment, camera equipment, camera equipment. So I don't know. I'm disappointed, you know? You know, get that shot, Carl. You get that shot, kid. You go get it. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents. Anywhere, anytime, and on any device. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 